Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turetko, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. We're here for another Game to Love podcast. And, well, it's just crazy, all of these results we've been having at the French Open and none more surprising than yesterday. We had uh, Stan Wawrinka crashing out to Hugo Gaston. Bit of a shock that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just to start off, um, sorry we couldn't go live today. We've had a few... uh... (laughs) issues going on uh, robo as as he's talking right now is in his car yeah you have so, to excuse uh, my my bad posture today if you're uh, only watching uh, i'm sort of set up a green screen in my uh, in my car and had to drive to an area where there's some uh, 4g signal just to try and do a podcast but we're trying to make it work for the fans and trying to get you a podcast out there. So, yeah, we're doing our best. Doing our best. It's weird because I keep looking at the comments and there's no comments. <laughs> I know. We're just going to have to style it out. We're just going to have to just talk amongst ourselves on this one. Yeah, yeah. But like you say, the big result there is obviously Gaston knocking out Wawrinka. Um, No one really saw it happening. Gaston, someone predominantly who plays a lot of challengers. Before this, wasn't really impressing too much on the challenger tour. Um, he was losing quite a few of his matches so for him to then go into on the big stage uh, uh, Grand Slam playing Stan Wawrinka it's uh, huge man and to be beating him is just amazing especially looking at that fifth set Uh, we were both watching it live because it was after the podcast wasn't it and we uh, we was having a watch along and we was thinking is he going to do it we kept thinking at 3-0 up, is he going to bagel him? Is this going to happen? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turns out he's handed one straight to Wawrinka. I know, it was crazy, wasn't it? I, I, we didn't even see it coming. He's just been a uh, sort of, I don't know, just this crazy young player who's just come out of nowhere, really. Like you said, he wasn't really performing on the challenger scene. And then he just suddenly gets this wild card into the French Open. He's had not the most difficult route so far. He had, I think he had uh, Jean Vier in the first yeah. round and then uh, Nishioka, who's been playing well, to be fair, yeah. but he still managed to get past him. And uh, yeah, now Stan Wawrinka and obviously French Open champion from the past. This is just incredible. The French must have, they were going mad, weren't they, after that match? He was in oh, tears, yeah, yeah. his family. Mate, the scenes, it was really emotional. I remember I was, yeah. uh, we was on a call, wasn't we? And I had like goosebumps watching it at the end. It was uh, nice though, wasn't it? It was just, yeah, like, it was, yeah. In this type of weird time, there was still his family embracing. He was really emotional on the court. Just the biggest moment of his career. And, to do that at the French Open against Stan Wawrinka, there's not many people that can say that they've 
they've done that, beat Stan in five and bageled him in the well, same I don't think Stan's, I think I saw statistics, Stan's never been bageled before at a Grand Slam. Wow. So there so, you go. Yeah. That's an amazing statistic. I don't know if it's any Grand Slam or it's just the French Open, but he's, I saw something quite crazy. And for Gaston to be doing that is huge. And I think it does help being the fact that uh, he's at home. Do you know what I mean? Like in France. Yeah. Uh, not just that, it just makes it more special, I feel. Because it's like, one one thing he's yeah. always going to remember. Growing up, we must have watched so many different Roland Garroses and Definitely. to be finally there against someone who probably is probably a hero to him. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Well respected, isn't he? Well respected on the, in, especially at the French Open. He's so good on the clay, Stan. And he was even the one person saying he could beat everybody in this tournament, anybody you put in front of him. So that just goes to show how well he believed he was playing and how much of it. Yeah, I bet he regrets that interview now, though. He must yeah. have like a right mark saying, I feel like I can beat anyone now. Plays oh, against oh. Hugo Gaston, then gets knocked out. 240 in the world and loses to him uh yeah i mean it's pretty crazy the way but it always happens that way doesn't it as soon as you make that statement then you go out in the next round and to somebody you wouldn't have even expected we were talking about him taking out everybody dominic yeah. team and now yeah he's gone and then we got hugo gaston in uh the next round which is great for him this is well he's having the time of his life isn't he this is probably the best 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 days of his life now how, how can you replicate this type of high surely he's just got to milk it while he's got the chance well we've got dominic team next obviously we spoke about on the last podcast the casper rude dominic team match we thought that was a really good one uh and dominic team looked really good uh yeah, seriously so good in fact good. i feel like it's going to be a huge ask now for gaston to really pull off anything special against team in this kind yeah. of form um if anyone can do it, mate, Gaston can. Yeah, well, I totally agree. Uh, I think it's going to be a very, really big ask. He's going to need the whole support of all of the French fans to try and even help him get a set from Dominic team. I think it's going to be a real, real test. Like team, what, how he dispatched Casper Rude and not even playing well either. And yeah. he didn't even drop a set. So that's just a Grand Slam champion type form. Yeah, yeah. And well, I'm just can't wait to see what uh if the level raises again from Dominic team really I think Gaston's going to be happy mate regardless of the result like he's had a brilliant definitely. tournament he didn't expect to get this far so for him it's been a, a massive success regardless to what happens against Dominic team playing five sets well team only having three sets yeah although everything looks like team's going to just walk it to be fair three now uh I'm going to watch the match I think it's exciting I think it's is it on later today I believe uh I believe so uh, I'd have to check on another window. One second. We can have a quick little look. Oh, one second. It is. Uh, I can't see it listed. It might be on tomorrow. Probably yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sunday. Yeah, I'm getting Sunday. mixed up. That's all right. No, mate, they've got to have a little bit of rest, haven't they? Especially after five sets. Yeah, yeah. Well, he definitely deserves one. I want to play a bit of devil's advocate here. Uh, with the result as well, just because we've got to see both sides of the equation. Uh, do you think Stan was really in the top form? Or he got bageled by Massetti recently? And uh, Well, clearly it... Stan's not in his prime, is he, right now? No. Um, he was in challengers, and he's had an injury pulled out of one of the challengers for injury. So he's not in top form by no means. However, you'd still fancy him. The way he's been playing so far in this tournament, I thought he looked quite good and solid. So, yeah, I, d I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I don't think 
I don't want to like diminish uh, Gaston's achievements really to talk too much about Stan. I just think it was a brilliant performance by Gaston and I kind of want to just leave it at that. I think that the the way I sort of see it with Stan these days, there's a real gulf between his top level and his bottom level now. I don't whereas mm. before there was he he was even playing badly, he could have probably taken out someone like Gaston. Now it, it's not so forgiving. Like you can play badly in the past and he probably would have squeezed past him maybe four or maybe even straight sets still. Now yeah, yeah. it's a real test. And I think that's just the maybe the age, maybe a bit slower around the court. And yeah, he has to play his best tennis to get through these slams. And uh, unfortunately he was just beaten by the better man on the day. And Hugo Gaston, yeah, all credit to him, I think. Stan Wawrinka still had elements of uh, brilliance, but you got you got to do it over the five sets, and he couldn't do that. Well, let's talk about his polar opposite then. That's a good uh, little segue there to Yannick Sinner. Obviously, he's a young yeah. man on tour, um, 19 years old, I believe. And uh, yeah, 18, like you said, 18 is it? Is he 18 or 19? He's super young, this guy. And uh, I think he's 19, but you'll have to check. You're right. He is 19. Sorry. Shouldn't have ever doubted you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He managed to beat Correa in three sets. That's impressive. Uh, I thought thought Correa might be able to beat him. Uh, But Sinner is just like the experienced man at 19. It's just bizarre. It's like an old man now on the courts, isn't he? (laughs) Just wandering around straight sets wins at the Grand Slams against top opposition. And this is somebody who'd been playing really well, Correa, hadn't he? He'd taken out Benoit Paire, who had looked like he was coming back. So, well, Sinner, really promising. Be interesting to see uh, who they have in the next round. I might uh, have a quick look yeah, to see. I also the... saw, I think the last 19-year-old to get to the fourth round of Roland Garros was Novak Djokovic. So he's in good company Ooh. there. Really? That's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Yannick Sinner is against, well, another one that we'll probably touch on next, which is Alex Zverev. So Zverev made it through in straight sets in the end against Cecinato. Not without some slow starting again. Well, it was, no, he started quick this time, but the second set, he looked dodgy. But Cecinato mm. just bottled it on the uh, serving for the second the set. Cicinato's an okay player, but he's not that next level. With Yannick no. Sinner, he is a bit better, I feel. So, yes. I, I think this is going to be a much sterner, tougher test for Zverev, which would, should be quite an even contest, I think. I think Zverev, obviously, is a clear favourite. You'd think yeah. Zverev's going to win, but I think Sinner could really trouble him if he's playing in some good, if he's playing well on the day. And uh, he's not played many sets, you know. He's been getting, getting through it quite comfortably so far, so... He could yeah. be a little dark horse. Speaking of uh, people going through quite comfortably, even though there was a real, I don't know, problem at the beginning of the match for Schwartzman against Gombos, he managed to somehow claw himself back. I think it was 5-2 down, wasn't he, in the first set and one on the tie break. He saved, what, six set points in the first yeah, set? Yeah, six set points and then didn't want to uh, drop a set. I think that's all straight sets still for him in this yeah. tournament. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Mate, that's a ridiculous. Yeah, it just shows his mental side now as well. We yeah. know how good he is technically. Uh, this is just a little bit. Just uh, if people doubt on his mental, no more because he mm-hmm. is incredible. And Schwartzman, I keep I keep raving about him on the podcast. I've been doing it for years, Ben, and yeah, uh, he is the real deal. Like he can beat most players when he's on top form. He can beat more or less anyone you'd think on clay. Yeah, I genuinely maybe. think you've got obviously team. 
Djokovic, Nadal, yeah? They're like the, yeah. the top three on clay. But Schwartzman, if he's really at his top, 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 there's a chance. And one of them aren't playing particularly at their best. He'll beat them, I think. And we've seen that in Rome. Nadal's come yeah. back for a while. Not quite his best. Unfortunately, yeah, you have an off day. Yeah, he's, he's you have an there. off day against Schwartzman, and he'll he'll just uh, he'll take you. Yeah, I think it's with Djokovic. He didn't have a he didn't have an off day in the final. <laughs> did he? he was on yeah. top form. Yeah, Djokovic was really uh, firing on all cylinders, wasn't he? I think he was yeah, yeah. a little bit pissed off after the US Open. He just had a point to prove as well. So Schwartzman, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, getting the uh, the baton. Well, it wasn't a battering, but. Yeah, he got the brunt of it. That's the word I was looking for. Didn't get battered. Yeah, yeah. He got it. It was a, uh, it was comfortable though. That was the only thing. Well, but, someone yeah. who was else, someone else was comfortable. Rafael Nadal. Oh like yeah. We predicted. We didn't really see too many troubles there. I was watching the match. I thought it was a, a, an entertaining match. Travaglia at is. times had some good moments, but just Nadal was <laughs> incredible. He was bigging Travaglia up during the match, saying that he's. A t- on the some sort of level, even close to Rafael Nadal, he's no. No, I was just near. picking him up because he was being a bit too disrespectful on him. I think he's he a good player. He's nowhere near the level of Rafael Nadal. He's just... nowhere near Rafael Nadal, mate. No, not many people. I don't think anyone is really. Exactly. Clay. So uh, oh, that's obvious. You're saying an obvious statement. I'm saying Travaglia is a t- is an elite tennis player, specifically on clay courts, and he's not someone you can just easily think, "Oh, I'll beat him quite comfortably." So it is well, a tough test for Nadal in that regard. But Nadal, because it's Rafael Nadal, he makes things just look easier. Yeah, but there's levels to this game, as we know. And this is just, a, if you look at somebody, the only people that could probably challenge Rafael Nadal, really, at the French, would be a Djokovic or a, maybe a Stan on his, somebody who has one of those good days or maybe a Dominic team. But yeah, all of these other players, it's just a, it's a walk in the park for Nadal and you saw it in that match he it's just so dominant it was just ridiculous the first set is just set the tone for the whole match and Travaglia it's the way tried. he mixes up the pace man Nadal mixes up the pace so well he'll hit like a short ball a long ball it'll be hitting spin out here spin out yeah. there it's just you don't know where it's just so many uh, there's too much court to cover against Rafael Nadal it's yeah. physically impossible I'd like to see the miles that Trevalier ran during that match because yeah. he was going back left to right, left to yeah, right like a headless chicken. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy to see. Uh, I just thought Rafael Nadal's level just dropped a little bit. That's the only reason that he got four games in the second set. He had a few just average shots that he played, but it's still enough to just get the set. And then in the last set, he obviously knew that his level dropped. So he upped it again. Six love. Just ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, now, well, there was one interesting uh, a stat that I wanted to bring up and I forgot to bring up on the last podcast, which was, yeah. no, how we were saying about Love 15, Dominic team. Well, if you go Love 15 against Rafael Nadal and Roland Garros, the, he breaks your serve two out of three times. <laughs> This is that. That's how that is like a break point to Rafael Nadal. You go love 15, he's more than likely going to win that game after you. Yeah, that's lost bizarre. First. Yeah, so that is how ridiculous he is at Ron Gas. You don't give him even a sniff at that service game, otherwise, he's probably going to break serve. And Trevalier, well, 
don't know how many love 15s he must have had. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, you can't, you, uh, it makes sense though, doesn't it? He's just so powerful and like the dominant force at this tournament. Yes. And um, I think the way it's going, it's going to be quite cool because who's he got next? He's got uh, Sir Sebastian Corder, who we saw. Corder, yeah. Went through an impressive fashion against Pedro Martinez, who we probably thought would have beaten Corder due to his amazing clay court form. And Corder's just, he's a bit of a surprise of the tournament, really. Up there with Gaston, obviously, as well. But Corder's been doing it with relative ease as well. Yeah. So, well, Corder's the one who knocked out Aslan Karatsev in the qualifying if he wouldn't exactly. know, yeah. which is super interesting because Karatsev was a clear favourite. He's a guy who's been on a ridiculous run since his since, uh, tennis has resumed. So that was a good uh, indication of what level Corder's playing in at the moment. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to watch the Corder-Nadal match. Um, I think it's a bridge too far for Corder, but it's a brilliant test for him to be able to play against the best to see kind of where his game's at. Most definitely. Uh I can't really see anything other than a Rafael Nadal straight sets, to be honest. But I'd just be interested if he can get into the sets a little bit and just see if he can maybe even get him to a tie break or get just see if he doesn't get broken too early in each of the sets makes a bit of a game of it. That would be really good because even if you were to get him 6-4, 6-4, 6-4 and one break in each set, that would be somewhat of an achievement at the French Open, I think, if you're playing Rafael Nadal, which is crazy to say. Yeah, yeah. So we have a look at some of the matches that's going on right now because uh, there's some super fascinating results happening. Well, one sec, um, just, uh, we've got Berrettini. Last time I checked, was on the brink of losing. I, I was don't know watching, if that's actually happened. He was 2 0 down. Yeah, do you free. want to bring it back up? Yeah. He did. And he lost in straight sets to German sensation Daniel Altmaier. And I was watching this match and. I think it was partially due to out well, Altmaier in the first set totally outplayed Berrettini and he couldn't handle this backhand down the line and it's just hitting the ball so clean. And in the second set, Berrettini was serving for the set and just bottled it completely. Yeah. He just, I don't know what happened to him. He capitulated on 5-4 up and then he let him back yeah. in the set and that was it. I think the mental side of Berrettini went then. And yeah, I watched the tie-break and he, t- he won the first point. He broke uh, out my straight away on the tie-break, but then just wasn't really able to maintain it. He f- made a few uh, half-hearted attempts to come to the net where he was kind of in no-man's land and out my, just with his backhand, he's got a really solid backhand. So and he was good, just able just to, just to pick it off for it. He's very accurate. Yeah, um, I love watching the kid. He's just so... He's a breath of fresh air, really, on the clay. And I didn't... Someone, I didn't even think we would even be talking about this late in well, the I don't think anyone did really out Altmaier and Gaston have been the surprise packages uh, so far this tournament we know they're top players on the Challenger Tour but they're not really the the top I would say Altmaier's probably achieved a, a lot more in my opinion from what I've seen than Gaston um, yeah. I've followed him a lot more closely in terms of like I think he's he's won quite a few challengers looks really good um, so yeah based off that out my one I'm not so surprised with, but I am the fact that he just beat Berrettini. I didn't give him much hope there in three sets as well. But the one person who will be really happy with this is Novak Djokovic, I think. Yeah, he's just... Uh, it's another big seed his... gone from his side, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, I think this is where Berrettini disappoints us a little bit. And I hate to say it because I love watching him play. And I think he's got so much potential just to be one of... He could be a top 
like four player if he really replicated his form on a consistent basis. But he he just doesn't do it at the big stages, and he just yeah. it is, I think there's the mental side of it he's really lacking, and. You, if you lose to someone like Altmaier at this stage in the competition, it just doesn't spell good things for you. Uh, mm. I just think that it's sort of the polar opposite. The person that I wanted, well, we're going to speak about next, who looks like they're getting better and better within that side of their game, is Andre yeah, yeah. Rublev. And his mental side of his game, you've seen it really come on now. And you saw... We said he wasn't really playing well against big hitters and stuff like that in the before the U.S. Open. He beat Matteo Berrettini in the U.S. Open, which yeah, is yeah. amazing, like amazing win. Now he's taken now. Well, he come back from two sets to love down. Great mental edge to win that, and now he's beating Kevin Anderson, who's been looking unstoppable. Not to mind this set. match, so Kevin Anderson did look quite poor. Like I watched well, the highlights, he wasn't. Okay. I don't know. He just didn't make. He made a lot of mistakes. He wasn't playing very well, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Still, Rublev has got to beat what you've got put in front of you. Do you know what I mean? And that was yeah. still a tough test because Anderson, he can have a, maybe a set off and then the next set he's firing. So you can't give these that calibre of player any kind of like, um, what's the word? You don't want to give him like a, a little scent to get back into the match, like an indication that you're showing a bit of signs of weaknesses to for you to then, for him to then progress. Um, I think I think he's very confident, isn't he? He just comes across he has an air of confidence on the court, Rublev, and I think that's really like positive. I know that I I felt like I was sort of speaking out of turn, and I didn't want to jinx him before the tournament by saying he was going to have a really good French Open because he won Hamburg. But it was the signs were there in Hamburg that he can do it on the clay as well, and he won that tournament, beat Sitterpass, came back, showed, came went against adversity again against Sitterpass to win it, and. Yeah, now he's proving he can go deeper in the tournaments. And you were going to see him up against... Well, let me just bring this up on my other side. He's going to be up against either Martin Fuchskovic or Thiago Montero, who is playing at the moment. And I would and if, fancy And if you just him. go there, you've got a gut, sorry, just above. This is quite a big yes. moment. I don't know if you want to scroll to the right slightly, because the gut was just... He just broke as uh, you were speaking earlier. Ah, oh, it's 30 or So, uh, yeah, he's this, two points there from taking the set. And this That's is one we were, speak- we were speaking about yesterday, weren't we, about this one? And it's such a close match between the two Spaniards. And uh, I fancied Crinio Buster. I know you were going more towards the way of Agut. But yeah. this could go easily go five sets if Agut takes this, I think. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want uh, Buster to break now because the tie break's going to be... Uh, I don't know. That could spell bad signs for Agut. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Buster's been playing so well this tournament. I just thought he looked a little bit unstoppable to be honest on the clay he hasn't even been losing many games so no yeah really uh, really impressive that Batista Agut's really fighting back now I think that's there we go what... he's got a set point as, as yeah. we were saying that so that's good to see like another to see person's it. doing well down there's Montero I think he broke against Fuksovic early on Fuksovic has clawed the break back uh, yeah. but it was quite tight now with the business end for all who would you fancy uh, winning that one um, I said Fuksovic at the beginning so, so I'm going to have to stick with that, I guess. Uh, who would you think? Do you think Rublev would be troubled by either of them in the next round? Um, no, not not at all, really. I think Rublev would be okay. Uh, Fuksovic can cause maybe a little bit of issue, depending if he's like really firing. I think if Fuksovic can sort of bring it to a five set, that's a big if. I would favour him in a fifth set against uh, Rublev. 
purely because the guy's got ridiculous stamina. Yeah, and he's someone who will always, yeah, yeah, he will just keep going and going and just sort of grind you out. Um, but if Rublev starts strong and goes into like a two set to love lead, I don't see any way back for Fuksovic. Even if, if he takes the first set and it's really tricky then for um, him to get back. And with that, a good takes a set. There you go. I, I want a good to win. I, I like I like a good. I know you do. Oh, someone like a two outside. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, so uh, we got some interesting ones there. I would have thought Sitter Pass playing Badeni. I would say Sitter yeah. Pass probably goes through. Dimitrov, Kabayas, Bainer. This one could be interesting. You'd expect Dimitrov to probably win it, but you just I mean, never it could know. easily cause an upset. Like, yeah. Um, the way if he plays the way he did against Shapovalov, if he can maintain that level, I think he'll cause a lot of problems with Dimitrov. One of the closest matches for the round for me is this one. Garen, yeah, I said it on the, I can't call it whatsoever. Like I see nothing between the two of them in terms of Garen's the better clay court player. Hatchinoff is probably the better tennis player in general. Um, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't call it at all. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And Djokovic, Galam, Raviros. I think we can only see that going one way. Uh, yeah. Despite Galam, Raviros being really good on clay, I just don't think he's on the same level. Should we go back and have a look at the women's from yesterday? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Just have give them a brief overview. I know that there I was think some... I we, big... uh, we spoke about them as well, like the, the first few yesterday on yesterday's podcast. So we'll just skim through them. We won't go so far. Yeah. Um... But okay. still, there's some there's some good ones in there. Yeah, I mean, so we like touched Svitolina, on all we of spoke these. about that. We thought she was super comfortable. That's Swiatek, a big upset. We spoke about that. Podorska, Caroline Garcia goes through against Elise Mertens. Did we see yeah, that? Yeah, that's coming? huge. No, not at all. I remember I was talking on the podcast yesterday. I was like, yeah, Mertens, that'll be easy. <laughs> Just yeah. shows what I know, mate. And it looked like it was after that first set. Stormed it 6-1. I don't know what happened to her. That's really no, poor, in fact. That's that's bad for her to be doing that. After winning the first set 6-1, must have been in a commanding position. And then, come on, that's just really poor to lose. And it looked really close. That third set yeah. got 7-5. So it must have been a tight third set. But Mertens is a lot better than Garcia. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's very sad to see. Unfortunately, the next one down, Svetana Baronkova is out. Yeah. Uh, Krejcikova uh, goes through in three against her. So, as I told you, she was a good player. You were more on Peronkova's side. I think I was more heart than head. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, I think after that first set, like, I was thinking, yeah, it's going to happen, mate. Peronkova's got this easily. I, I, in fact, I, sw- I stopped watching it after the first set. Oh, I was, no. um, I had it wrapped up as, yeah, that'll be all right now. And uh, no, it wasn't to be. Well, there you go. And the uh, next one down is, well, uh, this is probably the biggest shock for me from the, from the whole round of the women's. Trevisan, uh, the Italian, taking out Sakari, and the Italian's still doing it. Berrettini this isn't, this be isn't really a, too much of a, a shock for me. I think the one below no? is actually more of a shock. Do you don't think Trevisan, she's 159 in the world? Mm, I don't know. Trevisan's the one who knocked is... out Burton's. She, no, she knocked out uh, Coco Goff, right? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so let's put some respect on Trevisan. She's probably a clay court player. I don't know what the Italians are saying. But Sakari, come on. She's been defeating Serena Williams of late. Coco Goff knocked out uh, Joe Conta. Yeah, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) British on clay, I'm never going to be a big advocate for. 
No, but it's irrelevant to that. Trevisan is a really good player, man. Like, her rankings are not a fair reflection of how good she is, specifically on clay courts, I, I may add. So, for me, you'd expect Sakari to win. She's the favourite. And after that first set, it looked like she was going to go into. But for me, Trevisan's a top quality player. So, I'm not that shocked. The one below, on the other hand, I am shocked. Obviously, the last time we saw Bertians was getting wheeled off the court yeah, again. What? <laughs> what the hell? And all of a sudden, she's come back and she's beating Sinakova 6-2-6-2. Like, it makes me question. Maybe, was she really that injured? She must have... Mind games. I don't know what she's doing. Like, because um, Arani spoke out afterwards saying that she saw her in the restaurant laughing and joking. Like, acting completely like normal after after the match. Well, I've been on drugs. I've hooked her up to some... Uh... Was it a case of that she just had a bit of cramp and she's just overplayed it massively? And now Maybe. she was just in... Um... Yeah, so so was Sarah Rani right the whole time to be to be angry with Burton's? I kind of am just... a little bit. I'm just a bit disappointed. Like, why are you winning six two? Why are you all of a sudden smashing it? And looked, I watched the match as well because I couldn't quite believe it when she took the first set. Mates looks yeah. as, as a fit as a fiddle, running around, looks absolutely in top form. No signs of any injury whatsoever. And she's had what what two days rest? Come on, it doesn't. It's a bit weird. I'm sorry. She's got the world's best physio, I think, over there. That's all it is. And Sinakova's no mug, mate. She's a good player as well. No, Experienced player. She's not someone who's just going to just give up. So it's just bizarre, man. I don't I don't I really it's... buy it. In fact, I've gone off Kiki Burton's a bit now after seeing this. Oh, I don't think I was ever too well. Last time they played, uh, Kiki Burton's managed to beat her 2-0 as well. And that was in Madrid last year. Oh, Kiki Burton's is a, is, a, is a great player. That's why. She's in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, top, she's eight in the world. Yeah. So it's like yeah. she's an elite player. It's just, I don't know, this whole attitude thing where she's, was she faking an injury? Was it just a bit of cramp? She's overplayed. She did look in a lot of pain. So I don't want to be too harsh. Like, it did look serious. Like, I was I was worried about her afterwards. But, um, I don't know, it's just not a good look. Then going back in a few days' time, looking completely fit and smashing your the next opponent, 6-2, 6-2. Well, she's got to work out for her next round. Trevisan versus Burton's next round. Well, probably Burton's going to win, mate. The way she's she's back to form now. She uh, feels she's fully fit. Well, I don't know. I, I, Trevor San, I can see maybe causing an upset there. Yeah, no, I, I want Trevor San to win too. Um, yeah, do you want to go to some of the matches going on right now? Uh, yeah, sure. One second. I think there's only there's maybe there's only there's a two. Few. I think going on right yeah, now. Yeah, because they started on a bit later than the men's. One second. Uh, there you go. Nice one. So this is the one I wanted to talk about is Burel, the 17-year-old French girl. Uh, we spoke yeah. about on the podcast yesterday. Uh, we both really wanted her to do well against Zhang and we know yeah. that she could potentially. It looks like she's up a break there. Yeah, uh, she is. She'd be and if you're going to go that... to the right, is she threatening the break, the, the, the double break in the set? Apologies. Yeah, sorry. Need to uh, squeeze it down a little bit. There you go. That's all right. Okay, yeah, she's got yeah. a set point, it seems. Well, she must set have had point. two set points by the looks of it. She's just lost one of them. Uh, so she's got another opportunity here for a set point. I feel like she has to take this one. You Definitely. do not want to be serving it out against Zhang. I feel like it, the nerves could get to her a little bit. The home crowd um, getting on her side again, it's, it would seem. seems that yeah. the French French players are doing all right. We've, we've Mate, they're rising it. to the occasion. It's the, it's the lower ranked ones as well that are doing it as well. Oh, she's she really lost great. it. She lost, the, she oh, lost no, it. no, the set points well, are still gone, do. But... She's still there. She can serve it Hopefully out, I'm sure. she can close it out. Yeah. And then you've got Sabalenka there below with Ons Jabur. Ons Jabur took the break. That's cool. That's good. And then Kenin 
against Bala Arena. I reckon we could see maybe Bala Arena possibly win this. I don't know why. Well, I don't, I don't Kenin really fancy Kenin at all. We neither of us do. We we get a lot of love in the comments usually for Kenin, saying that they would love to see her in the final or they think that she can progress in this tournament. For me, it's yeah. Halep's like streets ahead of her and even a few of them players there. I would say even Ferro, a Kavitova, uh even an Ostapenko or Badoza, either of them really, when they're firing, yeah, yeah. I think all of them beat her. Muguruza as well. So for me, she's, yeah. I don't rate her too highly. Just watch it. It's going to come back and bite me. She'll probably end up winning it now. Um, <laughs> but that's just what happens. You never know, do you? Yeah, yeah. so there's some other interesting matches on today. Ferro versus Tig. Martic, Sigmund. I think we reviewed these yesterday. Yeah, we've gone through these, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've been through those. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how those all get on. Uh, yeah. Do you want to just quickly go down, though, to the bottom? I just want to talk about our doubles match, actually. All right. It's a very high... We don't ever do much doubles, but if you look at that top one, Herbert Mahout, Herbert Sock, that was a a massive... That was a really good good match. I turned it on at the point it was uh, 8-7 Jack Sock, I believe, in the... Yeah, in the tie-break of the second set. So they they had a match point. I'm not sure if they had any more before that, but Herbert and Mahout, we know. they. I was talking yeah. about them on the last podcast. They're Elite. potentially the best uh, doubles pairing we've seen for some time. Uh, I know the Byron brothers won't be too happy with me saying that and a few of yeah, the others, yeah. but I, th- I really rate these two together. I think they, they're, they're incredible. Herbert at the net is just, he's top draw, man. Like, I love watching him there. And yeah, they just yeah. work so well together and, Watch out, man. I think they could... It'll be interesting. We'll keep uh, tabs on it maybe when we get to closer to the final. But sure. for me, Herbert Mahout, I think it's going to be really good and I, I hope they go all the way and win it. You've got Murray, Skupski there. They went through. Cuevas, yep. uh, Lopez. Lopez. Yep. And the other one, you've got Ram Salisbury. Probably fancy them. Yeah, well, it looks like they've done that, yeah. And uh, who's the other one? What You probably fancy what? Quayets Myers there. Yeah. yeah, they took the first set as well. So... Yeah, there's some good double pairings there, but for me, yep. the only one, the one who takes that is just going to be uh, Mahout and. Uh, yeah, I think they're very looking very strong. Uh, the Ram and Salisbury, though, I reckon will run them, run them close. Yeah, and then on the women's side, for me, my favourite pair in there, you can't really ignore Husai uh, Strakova. If you look at their form, I don't know if you want to get that up. I think it's them. They've got a very formidable uh, Ooh, partnership. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, I'll just bring it up. One Put it second. on the screen. This is ridiculous. Mate, I've got all the stats, yeah. I'll look at all of them. I've got all the doubles as well. No, you've got all the stats and I'm sat in a car. <laughs> 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 how the how the world changes. Uh let me just bring up this. It's working alright though. The internet's quite gone quite smoothly so far. Yeah, it's not too bad. We could have maybe done it live, but you don't want to uh, tempt fate, do we? Well, it wouldn't have happened probably if we went live. So yeah, yeah like you say, a bit. yeah, this is go. why I wanted to bring it up. Obviously, they're the winners of Rome. They're the winners of Doha, Dubai. Basically, they've won everything this year. They've just been formidable on both hard courts and clay courts. Rarely dropping sets. When they do, they're comfortable in the third set. And uh, they've beaten some good double pairings there as well. So for me, they are the ones to beat looking at the form. However, like I really would love to see a Coco Goff McNally. I don't think Clay's really their surface at all. On the hard courts, I think it would be a lot closer between uh, them two and, and these two. However, yeah. we'll see what happens. Just wanted to yeah. bring that up. I think it's quite an interesting no, thing to good. look at. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realise their form was so uh, 
ridiculous. And no wonder that their odds are so crazily low for them to win. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Goff McNally, they've bageled uh, Kozlova and Lynette in their first uh, set. See if they can get through. A couple of youngsters there trying yeah, to yeah. form a good partnership that could go on for a few years. And as I say that, they've just been broken. There you go. McNally <laughs> <laughs> well, and Goff, they're a really good doubles partnership. I've always spoken. I like them two together and I think they will win things in the future. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, stay tuned for that. Both young, like you say, as well. So. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if you wanted to touch on any uh, other tournaments that were going on or... No, I think we'll wrap it up there. We'll do that maybe on another podcast. Okay. Uh, I just want to say thank thank you guys for listening. Sorry we couldn't join us live with all the comments. We like doing the lives more than you do. Um, For a start, it's easier because the the video is straight out. We don't have to worry about uploading it and all of that stuff. Yeah, uh, but also it's nice to hear from you and just listen to our stupid thoughts at times. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Please subscribe I'm... if you've not already. Make sure you like the video, and we'll see you later on tomorrow, I believe. Unless yeah. I do a live watch along today, which I'm not sure if I want to do yet, because <laughs> I'll be alone, and that's going to be a bit of a long one. But we'll see can what happens. Can always try. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Podcast Network.